Welcome to episode number six of the Tone Jerks podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gower, and with me today is... Kyle McIntyre, that's me. And we have a special guest, a good friend of ours. Oh, that's me, Johnny Ray. This is Johnny Two Guns in the mm-hmm. house tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So we're uh, super excited to have Johnny uh, in with us. We've uh, known him for a while, and uh, he's always a good talk. But, uh, you know, before we get into it, you know, before we get into it with you, Johnny, uh, let's, like, you know, dive in what we've been up to. Kyle, uh, it's been been a little while. What's uh, what's new? What's shaking? What's grooving? Um, so... It's Black people, Friday, actually. Yeah, it's so Black let's, Friday. Let's, let's, how, so how was your Thanksgiving? My brain is fried, but Thanksgiving was great. We had some <laughs> Thanksgiving leftovers, and we're drinking them right now. Yeah, <laughs> the residuals. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, garage is looking a lot better than before. So this is like a constant update. I'm going to update you on. It's a garage talk. Yeah, garage talk. Um, those pedals I started building on that uh, that fuzz machine. Um, and just <laughs> to keep you guys updated, it is turning on. It's bypassing signal. Not true bypass. Let's just. Uh, okay. But uh, yeah, it sucks still. <laughs> <laughs> so I realized the instructions with that are horrible. So I've been kind of going at it on my own. It's like step one, open the box. Step two, build the pedal. <laughs> step three, play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the LED turns on. Um, so I, had, I went back through and looked at what I had done and realized that one of my resistors was backwards. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, that, it flipped that around and it was actually working then, but some of the pots seem to have a, a bad connection. So I'm going to redo some of the solders on that. So, but... It's it's some real progress. Some real progress is going. Yeah, maybe in like three weeks I'll have a pedal that s- semi works. What about uh, you, Johnny? How was uh, Thanksgiving for you? It was all right. Yeah, it was nothing special this year. Just just uh, food at family house. Maybe. So you guys went to Taco Bell or something? <clears throat> yeah. Yep. We went to the <laughs> local taco shop and got some turkey tacos. Nice yeah, with cranberry relish, <laughs> <laughs> Cran- cranberry hot sauce. Yeah. What about uh, any uh, Black Friday deals that you guys are like? To me, I'm like, okay, you're supposed to be shopping for other people, but I'm like, man, this is stuff that I want, stuff that I need. <laughs> yeah. Well, I recently bought, I was like, okay, I'm kind of done buying stuff right now, but no, I lied. Did you buy another anime pedal? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> anime pedal? Yeah. No, that did Miku, Miku pedal. Stop? I, I did. <laughs> Got one. This That's son awesome. of a bitch. Okay, yeah, oh, I, I, bought it for, I bought it for 90 bucks. And they're going on sale, like a sale price for one ninety nine at Sweetwater. Dang! So I'm like, you could have oh. saved ninety bucks by not buying it. Oh, you know, right. what? <laughs> it's gonna go. It's gonna skyrocket in value. Let me tell you. Yeah. But <laughs> now I did uh, buy some sinusoid patch cables. Is that? A, are you dropping names? Uh, no? yeah. I'm gonna pick it right back up. Okay. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Uh, What's so nice about sinusoid? What's kind of cool about? Well, those? they do. Uh, I like it because they're an actual company that you can like contact, and they will like get back to you. Like with, a dude up in like yeah. Pacific Northwest, yeah, who like made like, the cable. Yeah, maybe? like three dudes who make <laughs> the cables. I think they have like maybe four people who work there, but it's like it's not like Monster Cable. Fuck Monster Cable, by mm-hmm. the way, because they're a lifetime warranty. Yeah, no, it's not a lifetime no. warranty. I'm gonna like I said that last time. Fuck them. <laughs> I have like four I, or five. They're gonna sue your ass. I, you know, but you're not. You're not. You're actually... liable. I'm not you're saying you're not anything. slandering them. You're, they, I'm you're, just saying they don't have a lifetime guarantee anymore. You're more more like you're verbally assaulting them. 
I'm, it's I'm wow, very, worse. I'm very <laughs> offensively assaulting them. <laughs> like, come at me, bro. My name is mm-hmm. Kyle McIntyre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my social security number is. Yeah. My list of fears. <laughs> but no, uh, so that was one thing. They do have a uh, patch cable that's called the Sliver. That was like, I think they, you know, came out with them back in March, you know, April, whatever. It's like a really like small, like, you know, it's like smaller than like um, most patch cables. Like, you know, you get them and they kind of like stick out or whatever. And that's like, you know, you can stick pedals closer together if you kind of have like a weird Those mini pedals, you can get more together. Yeah. So it kind of makes them like worth a damn. But like smaller, the the plug, the head of it is smaller. Profile. Yeah. Yeah. The profile is smaller. Yeah. You can get them in different lengths or whatever. So I was like, oh, shit. And then they were kind of like running a Black Friday deal. And I was like, oh, shit. And then they were like, oh, you can pre-order the slivers. They'll be out like, you know, by next month. I was like, oh, well, shit, here we go. It's like, there's no reason for, for me not to do it. Because I have a couple of George L's cables. And they're the ones that you kind of like. You build. Yeah, basically. you build them. And that, like, they're, they haven't gone out on me, but I've built them. And they have not worked before. And then I kind of take it apart, cut it and do it again. I'm like, it works. I'm like. Yeah, well, there's, there's yeah, there's no reason for it to work or not to work. So I'm like, all right, then that means it could go out at any, any moment. At any moment. <laughs> so I was like, I don't want that. Whereas like a, a you know sinusoid, I haven't like heard a lot of them going out, but they have really good customer service from what I've seen. You know, because they're a smaller company, they don't want people like my cable fucked up. You know, they're not going to take care of me, and so they do because it's like. Hashtag sinusoid sucks or something. Yeah, something stupid yeah. like that. Like every everybody is trending. Spoken well of them. I have a couple of their cables already, and it's like, and even if you have like ideas for pedal or like cables and shit like that, they'll like, yeah, we can work that and build it. And like, fuck it, might as well. Let's just do it. And so that's what's kind of cool about that company. I'm like, I thought it was cool. They like all came down to that. Yeah, they came to the 200th episode of 60 Cycle Hum. Yeah, that was really cool. They just yeah, they showed were, up. I like the fact that you can put like a face to a company. So I'm like, so that I was like, yeah, fucking, I'll give them my money. So that's what I what I've done. What did you get though? The I got six patch cables. Six patch cables. How long are they? I got two six inch, two nine inch, and two twelve inch. Ooh, Ooh nice. So I'm gonna get my. You're uh, turning me on. That's Brian. a full house right there. That is. <laughs> <coughs> that's a party. Hey now, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. We're talking about patch cables here. Ooh. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll patch them all up. Yeah. <laughs> when they come around me, I'll patch, patch. into something. <laughs> you would think that we're off topic, but we are not. <laughs> yeah, they're patching into my pedals. <laughs> my Miku. They're going like mm-hmm. six of them right into that thing. Oh, God. Oh, God. Brian's it's, it's a pretty great, little Miku. I haven't even heard that thing, but it's, I, I kind of like don't want to. It's pretty fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like convincing more and more people on forums to like buy it. I'm like, yeah, you're a, yeah. you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. And I'm like, no, or like, don't buy it, or oh. like, you know, or or I, I don't know. I, it could work either way. Like, buy it at two hundred dollars. Like, so do you like, like anime? No, no, don't buy it. You're gonna make a flow chart. I know you. Do are. you make anime? No. Well, buy, buy it. it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people who do. You know, it's like Netflix's anime shows are like in the top, you know, some of the top five shows that they do. So, I'm, I mean, throwing that out there. Just fucking, if you guys are judging me, don't fucking judge me. You were me. just name dropping everything. Netflix. Uh, Apple what computers. We're recording on an Apple computer right now. We're drinking mm-hmm. uh, Ale Smith Pale Ales. <laughs> Tony Gwynn, sponsor us. Tony, Tony Gwynn. <laughs> wow, that's low. <laughs> Dang. Oh, shit. Cut that out. Edit that out. Nah, I'll leave it. Ah, fuck it. What's he gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
took a little bit to set in. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, uh, you know, I guess that's enough. Did you have any Black Friday deals, Kyle? What you what no, you been buying? I mean, I <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing cool. really. No. All right, I guess I'm the only one who's just yeah diving into this capitalism thing. I'm, I'm, like, ah, I'm giving you. I, I don't have money, but I'm no, gonna buy went, this shit. I went to like a Black Friday event and just tried to like trample people, but mm-hmm. was unsuccessful. Just getting that. Yeah, I, I just like I was the one pushing from behind, that's trying it. to crawl over yeah. people. <laughs> You're like the guy at the uh, like the edge of like a circle pit who's just like kind of agitating people. Yeah, I, like, you could, like somebody who's like, it was a peaceful to, pit until I showed up. Some some kids kind of like they're kind of having fun, so you kind of kick them, and you're yeah. like, and then they're like, who did that? And you're like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. The guy with the shirt off was real sweaty. Yeah, challenge that, that guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're you're an agitator. Yeah, and then so, when he comes back at me, I'm like, oh no, I'm just I'm just put you in I'm a just, a, just put you in a Maytag because you're just a big agitator. <laughs> Wow. Hey, now. Took some <laughs> setup on that one. Yeah. We planned that. So. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the jokes that was written. Yeah. Like, God damn it. Where's the <laughs> script? I'm going to tear it up. <laughs> okay, Johnny. Let's uh, get into it because we don't have any other bullshit to talk about. Okay. I, like, I talked for like four hours about cables. So now we can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you cables know, I kind of want to get into it. So, Johnny is a guy that, you know, he's been in a lot of bands. I think he was playing in bands like before Kyle and I even like picked up instruments. And then we saw him play when we were in high school like we would you know watch him at shows and then we like kind of like came back around and I'm like oh he you know started coming to our shows and we became friends i'm like it's kind of cool when you can become friends with somebody that you actually like looked up to and watched when you were and also hate yeah like you so much yeah because he's so yeah. fucking good <laughs> no <laughs> he's no. a good he's, he's a bass player and he fucking grooves he's singer and he moves and he's 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 got it going on Okay, so I wanted to get into it. So uh, we're, maybe we'll take it back a little bit. Uh, Johnny, so like uh, what got you into playing music in the first place? Like uh, was what was uh, the catalyst that got it all started? <clears throat> I wanted to play music when I was a little, little kid. Uh, you know, like in band. I was a dork, you know. But uh, I wanted to and never did. So then about 16, I was about 16, no, I just turned 17, maybe. Uh, some, a woman that worked with my mom went to a church and played the organ in the church and needed singers for their Christmas cantata. And my mom came home and said, hey, you need to do this. Okay, what is it? Well, you got to sing in the singer. What? No, I, I have no experience whatsoever. Well, I ended up doing pretty well. I, I did it. My mom and my dad and I all did it. And uh, <laughs> So you're kind of one of those guys that's like, I hate. You're naturally talented. <laughs> I, well, I, I have never had any lessons or, or anything. I tried to do a music theory class in college, but it started too early in the morning. So I, yeah. <laughs> I think I, I went long enough that I had to actually get a W, you know, instead of just dropping the class. Uh, but right after I did that choir the Christmas thing, which I had never done anything like that at all. Uh, I did... So a friend of my mom's uh, had a bunch of old music gear, and he was a, an old-time bass player from the 60s. Uh, he gave me a PA and some cabs, cabinets, and... Uh, oh, he gave them to you. Well, oh, no, he let me borrow them. That's cool, though. That's awesome. I think I ended up owning them... Later on. Later on in life. I definitely owned the cabinets... I don't know about that uh, PA. Was it just like a like a 
PB I did okay later in life well this is off uh, going off on a tangent but later We're all maybe about, tangents, about so it's good yeah it could have been about 10 years later he sold me those cabinets that he hand built himself mm. in the early 70s that's cool i couldn't tell you anything about what's inside of them because the cases are all screwed together and i never bothered to open them up uh i think they're two 12s they're they're each a 12 mm. with a horn <clears throat> you know they're pa speakers but uh the the yeah uh, the pa that he sold me is an old 70s roland pa 60 oh shit and those things are awesome they don't put out a lot of power so if you use them as a preamp you know and and put them into a power amp they they're amazing as preamps they're all analog yeah. not tube the solid state do you still own that i still own it i ran through it not too long ago it sounds amazing on well a lot of different things but i like to run bass into it and get it to overdrive and it, it's a really cool sound but I, I own that one now i don't think i bought anything else from him but yeah, so that guy, he loaned me a PA and <clears throat> a couple cabs and some mics and stands and stuff. And I sort of joined a high school band with some friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, only to have been all then sort of replaced, unbeknownst to me. <laughs> Johnny's just too good for us. So, so what, what do they just be like, oh, hey, you know, uh, we're having a show, but you know, you don't have to come. <laughs> no, it never even, I don't think we ever had, they, they didn't have any shows, I don't think, ever. It was a weird thing, you know, I, I got my parents to go talk to the guys whose house we played at's parents to get my stuff back, and, but I, I mean, I was like, I was 17, I was a senior in high school, mm -hmm. uh, and then that, that was that, that was kind of squashed, but I had always wanted to be a drummer, and never had the space or, you know, it's the space really to play drums because they're loud. Yeah, take I up think a lot that's like a big thing. Where like I wanted to be a drummer at first, but like <clears> I think everyone wants to be a drummer at first and they realize like, they suck at well, drums. <laughs> I didn't realize I suck at drums until like about two years ago that I was like, man, I'm, I'm probably pretty good. And so I actually and everybody was like, nah, I don't, you, you don't need to be in our mind. You know, so people are like, I, I need a drummer. I need a drummer. I'm like, dude, I'll play drums. And I kind of jammed a little bit. And they're like, nah, we're good. Do you want to play bass? You can play rhythm guitar. And I was like, fuck, why is everybody being a dick? And then I recorded myself and I was like, oh, dude, I really suck. And I was like, my kick is like at least an eighth note behind. Always. Oh. <laughs> my hands are good. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, they're pretty close to being on time and then my kick is the one that i'm like wow that's really far behind when i hit a symbol it's like K -k -k -k. <laughs> not like shit <laughs> so anyways uh yeah were you gonna open another beer is that what you're trying to do right now i'm gonna do it right now yes yeah, so i can hear it i could i could see it in your eyes there you go <laughs> with the with the I figured you should do it splash. when no one was talking so well you know it, i give you the opportunity Deal when I was talking, so nobody. Okay, thanks, <laughs> Kyle. Sorry. So uh, we just uh, you know derailed you. Oh, whatever. I wanted to be a drummer. Uh, I got kind of booted out of a band that I wanted to be the singer in. They just used me for my gear. Did they like make you like <laughs> do like a scavenger hunt? At the end, it was like you're out of the band. No, no, it was just <laughs> like, don't even call me. You know, there were there were we we were we were solidly in the age of pagers at that point. Dang. You know, no, there weren't cell phones <laughs> yet. The internet was maybe a year old because this would have been about 97, yeah, about 98. So, Can you really I think, call that the internet though? 
Can I recall what? Can can you really call it the internet? Oh, at that point? It's yeah. the intro net. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, AO, what, AOL had launched in what, like 96, so yeah. it was still pretty new. But, you know, so we didn't we didn't instant message, we didn't, you know, and we didn't have phones and texts. It was just they just didn't call me. Didn't say Dang. anything. Did Okay, cool. So, uh what's halfway between drums? the rhythm and and the melody of vocals uh bass there you go so i just i um took me about six months till i graduated high school i, I had graduation money i i had taken my mom's guitar and flipped it over because i'm left-handed and i was playing only the bass notes but a right-handed guitar left-handed and i went i just need to go get a damn bass a real one mm -hmm. and when i went to the store and played right-handed I went, oh, this makes more sense because my left hand is so much more dexterous. Okay, I'm just going to play. Finally, it someone realizes that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's 20 years ago. So, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, and then that, that's it. I just I bought a terrible bass, which I no longer own. Uh, I tried to get back a few years ago, but I don't know what happened. And a little tiny. What kind of bass was it? It was a uh, Slammer by Hammer or Hamer, H A M E R, Hamer. Yeah. Yeah, so. And I probably paid so way too much for it. Hammer slammer. Hammer yeah. slammer. But you'd want to say like <laughs> hammer slammer. Right, that's what you want to say. Hammer. They're Canadian, right? Is it Canadian? Mm. I could be wrong. Who cares? Anyways, yeah. continue. And it was, you know, it was a, if I recall, it was a P-style bass, which I didn't know anything about at the time. It was a black body, rosewood uh, fretboard. Uh, couldn't tell you what wood the neck was. Something cheap. One of those angular, like metal head. No, no, it was. It, it looked like a, a cheap copy of a P bass. Okay. Uh, yeah. A white pick guard, you know, like the perloid kind of. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. chunky, shiny yeah. chunks in there. Uh, man, super high action. Played the slowest I've ever played, but you know, there's a there's something to be said for that because it built up strength in my hands real quick playing that really crappy. You know, I had to fight to get sound out of it, and I didn't know what I was doing. So, you know, but uh, bought that in a little little Ibanez combo amp that was like a ten inch speaker. Yeah, <laughs> and it you know it couldn't have been more than maybe twenty watts or something. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I think in a, a stand or something. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I spent awesome. some graduation money on buying this stuff for me, and I played the shit out of it all Definitely. summer before college. I would wake up and play it and I would go, I would fall asleep playing it. I would, you know, and I'd wake up with it still in my, my arms and I go, all right, well, I'm playing it again. You know, I wouldn't shower for days because <laughs> I was 17 year old kid. Uh, I, all I would do was just play. Yeah. It annoyed the shit out of the rest of my family, especially yeah. my little brother in the room next door. Uh, Cause I was learning, this is 1999 and I knew nothing and I was I, I learned all the songs off of Californication from Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> which, which you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, <laughs> those are it. Uh, what, what's the the bump 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 bump? What is that? Uh, there's one song that I learned. I just played over and over and over and over, but it made me go from. The lowest notes on the neck up to you know like the twelfth fret yeah, on the, the G highest, string. Yeah. So I'm going boom, 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 boom. So you know, I happened to luck into playing 
although I don't like the music now, at the time, it was pretty good for development. Yeah, I mean, it really made you utilize the whole neck. Yeah, around the world, like a, that's yeah. the name. That's the yeah. one. And like, it, it, you get like a pocket of using one or two strings on like seven frets. I yeah. think you're talking Kyle about me. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> hey, you know, I get I get up there, and then I stay there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and I was a you know a quote unquote white kid. You know, that's what they call us. I think pa- you are pale still. Skins. Uh, uh, <laughs> them pale skins. The, pale skins. <laughs> the fair haired children. Uh, we uh, grew up in Southern California, so I was listening to the. Uh, what the no what's the no effects label uh fat records yeah all the fat records bands and epitaph and and bands like that and i had listened to a bunch of uh hardcore like gorilla biscuits and seven seconds and Mm -hmm. minor thread and so i then started playing those two so they went from flea bass lines (laughs) to then going and playing the fat records Mm -hmm. and then and and you know, quote unquote punk rock. I wouldn't call the Fat Records stuff necessarily punk rock. Uh, you know, it might be an uh, uh, like a an update of that stuff, but eh. From there all the way back to you know like late seventies real punk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so then I went from playing the flea stuff to playing fast. You know, yeah, yeah. just root notes. Over and over and over and over. I guess, uh, when did it bring you to... I guess we saw you in Atlas of Vid. How yeah. much time has passed since then? So, like, because you... That was more of, like, a... Like, you you guys would have, like, songs that were, like, 25 minutes, 20 yeah, minutes or something. 45. Like that. Yeah, you guys would have, like, <laughs> your... Opus. Yeah. Like, length. Yeah. So, how, how did you get from, like, doing that to now you're in Atlas of Vid? And you guys were, like... Bumping, jumping for a while. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, w- w- you know, what was that time? Uh, uh, right after that first summer, so it would have been about eighteen. Um, my uncle showed me some fusion jazz stuff. Um, Stanley Clark, Chick Corea, Al Miola, This band called uh, Return to Forever, and I just started trying to play Stanley Clark bass lines, and that it's like you know crazy fusion jazz stuff where all it's doom do 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 you know full full board runs and i just aped that stuff i did a jazz improv um class in high school for a while i mean sorry college uh i left that one because some dude on a six string bass just schooled me and I, I went all right i'm done with it six string yeah and i didn't even know that existed oh god <laughs> five strings should not exist <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Two strings are just like that's all you need. Come on. I'm not a. You fan can get of up there. You just going, move yeah. your hand faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just let the guitar player do it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck him. He's got six. Yeah, I'm not a fan of anything more than four. But you there know what? There we go. There's a, there's, it's my, it's my there's, man. Thank here. you. You can shut this off. Yeah. That's the all t- we wanted to hear. <laughs> there's a time and a place. I just it's not for me. You know, I get what I get and what I want and what I need out of the four strings, and it's also the reason why I've never really switched over to playing guitar because. The other two strings kind of scare me. <laughs> that high B and E. Well, yeah, I go, what, like, what? what are those for? What? I mean, There's come a on. weird interval here. <laughs> like, I guess we'll get into it in a minute, but it's like always like cool, like watching you play because you're able to, like, kind of manipulate the bass in a way that it's like, oh, it's like it's you know, 
lack of a better phrase, it's a part of you. So it's like I see you like actually bend the neck and stuff like oh, that yeah. when you play, yeah. and I'm like, oh shit, I, it's part of show, but it actually like yeah. you notice it in the crowd. I'm like, because you're you know sometimes playing with like that full classic eight ten rig, and it's like you're manipulating on like the tones of the bass. I'm like, oh shit, he's like he's. He knows what he's doing. He's fucking shit up. <laughs> okay, so I must have seen somebody do that sometime. Yeah, <laughs> I think you know a lot of people do it, but I'm like, I, not a lot of people want to do it or even try to do it. And that, that that's kind of like cool, like as a musician to see like a bass player actually give a shit, you know? Yeah, because like there's not a lot of bass. <laughs> I think that's the thing with bass players. Like some of them like don't even give a shit enough to know, own an amp. Oh, God. <laughs> and you own a lot of gear. Can yeah, I borrow I your amp, please? Oh, I do own a so, lot of thanks gear. Thanks for taking it off stage. Can you put it back on stage yeah. for me, please? Can I, can I borrow it? I didn't show up with one. Anyway, I don't want to like derail, because <laughs> I'm going to ask you more about your gear in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Atlas of Vid, you're kind of like... When was that? What year was that, by Oh, the way? when I played in Atlas of Vid, because they were a band before me for maybe a year, I think. So I did Atlas of Vid from mid-2006 to early 2007 not even quite a year because that was like kind of like is it like an at the drive-in kind of feel more like mars like, volta mars yeah. volta kind yeah, of feel and you, you guys were like doing yeah. like mars volta but you like those like those were the by the way the shortest shorts i think i've ever seen on a man before <laughs> oh sean <laughs> yes <laughs> that, yeah those were some actually, i was waiting for something just to start hanging out and well you were, you were like you're just like yeah with your yeah. tongue hanging out. my hands together <laughs> what you oh, didn't boy. know is he only had one drumstick up there yeah <laughs> hey now yeah, he, he's around the corner here somewhere still oh, yeah? probably let's bring him in here you know I, I had his last name wrong for years and i kept trying to get a hold of him to uh come play drums in some bands and i was texting the number i had for him but i was using some strange different last name and i finally called the keyboard kid uh from that band tim raider and said hey what's up with uh carrasco he goes who the hell is that i said <laughs> sean the drummer like Mar- he goes it's morasco it's Mar- <laughs> oh shit no wonder why he hasn't been returning my texts i just went straight into the gym that i knew he still worked at and said hey dude you want to come play drums i've been trying to text you he goes yeah man you don't know my last name <laughs> sorry man I yeah, so yeah we, sorry did he set you down and try and sign you up for a, a membership no. at that point yeah no so. he could see that i was out of shape <laughs> He's like, and, and not in, interested <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean if you want to go grab a burger or something we can go do yeah, that hey, bro, you know? there's a crispy cream denny's open. right across the street <laughs> yeah. dude there's hot dogs and donuts over there mm-hmm. <laughs> i actually have a dozen donuts in my car right now <laughs> let's go get high on donuts in the parking lot <laughs> so all right so atlas of it for a little while and then like we you know caught up with you again when you were playing kind of more of a like, bluesy rock kind of band deadly birds like there yep. must have been something in between there or... yeah there was and before atlas of it there was a bunch of stuff too and some funny stories actually from way back well like, tell, oh, them. tell do them. it well tell like them a fun- connection a connection to i guess maybe it's not so funny yeah it's funny <laughs> <laughs> There's a I there was a connection to um Jane's Addiction. Okay. Uh, Perry, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh Perry, and and I'm pretty sure okay, you know I don't know what I'm talking about here, but Aaron Cohen uh, was a pr- music producer and and was involved with them way back in the Jane says era, late 80s. Mm-hmm. And he's like a freedom fighter now. He when I met him was 
uh, through music concerts and, and whatnot, raising money to buy back slaves in Sudan. And this is before that wow. Save Darfur Jesus. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a girl who was a really big fan of a band of mine. This is in like 2003, 2002. Mm -hmm. And she put on, oh, she's related to Perry Farrell. There's, there's the connection. She's like a cousin or something. Yeah. Which, okay, I I don't really know him, so that's what they say. Uh, she put on our CD at the time. You know, she probably had a burned copy uh, and played it for him. And there was one song, the very first song that I ever wrote and recorded, and I guess they fell in love with it yeah. because then they wanted to work with us. But here's the funny part. The song was called Deaf Girl. Uh-huh. Right, and it was written to, for, about a deaf girl. Yeah. Well, how's she gonna hear it, right? <laughs> oh my god. And that's kind of the premise of the song too. I, I was watching Sesame Street with my youngest brother before I went to school one day, and I said, and and the deaf actress Marley Matlin was on there, mm -hmm. and I went, wow, she's pretty hot. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna write a song for her while I'm waiting for classes to start. And I started writing the song, and then I realized, oh, uh, she's deaf. <laughs> oh whoa you know mind mind blown yeah so then i start writing and uh the song was kind of you know it was a little sing-songy and 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 in one part almost antagonistic and but it was very much like a was hitting on all the other senses that she would have it's silly it was yeah. the first song you know i was young but they loved it and uh, we we wanted to go work with them. I guess the funny part would be the stupid song, and if I had it, we could play it. But it's pretty bad. You know, we can we're, play it. Bad. If you send it to us, as long as it's bad to the bone. Oh okay. yeah, no, it's bad, bad. I, like I like I, I don't want to like keep like trying to drive this ship here because I want to be like okay, well let's keep it going. But I'm like because we we know you from Alice Avid, we know you from Deadly Birds, which is like you know a a more of like a blues rock like kind of like you know yeah it was a crowd so, pleaser it was it was it was definitely so a fucking cool my, band the favorite the most favorite show i've ever been to that you were playing was that uh that booze cruise oh I yeah i fucking missed that show oh yeah. man did see Fuck! okay you want some fun stories man we'll get to the booze cruise let's do let's do the booze cruise tell me right now stories. okay so one yeah uh, start off you. like I'll give you all what that. What happened? Like, Let me just right. say, like, Someone one, ticked you off, right? Someone fuck, kind of yeah. pissed Both you off. Both of you guys, because you guys were there. I wasn't there. Yeah. You could have been. You I could guess, have if you was, called out sick I was from working. work, uh, like me. Yeah. I, was yeah. an, I was not feeling good until I got on that boat, and I was feeling so <laughs> yeah, good. Was, Kyle was I felt great. Kyle that was, was my medicine. out of work oh, that day. And, and he definitely, I think that it was worth that, that trip, right? I, that was, was pretty entertaining from, from the beginning. A Deadly Birds Booze Cruise. Where was this Booze go. Cruise at? Let's go. Let's go. Okay, so it was on the Bahia Bell, which is a boat that runs around in the uh, Mission Bay here in San Diego. The uh, goes off of what? It's it's off that hotel there, right? It's Bahia, Resort. isn't it? The Bahia. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's what it is. It's it's uh, over there near Mission Bay, Mission Beach area. Um, so somebody had organized. I think it was a benefit show for special forces fallen special forces military people's families that's very specific right but you know kyle was there so yeah that was <laughs> nav sock maybe i don't know 
I don't really remember what it was for. We just said, yes, absolutely, we'll do it. We don't get paid. We just get to go on a boat and play for a while. And there was a bunch of bands that played, and we got a few beers, you know, comped. And they should have comped more beers. But, you know, because it was a, a charity, I'm good with the two or three that I, I got. Anyway, uh, I digress on that. So... <laughs> We got an email. We we must have gotten this email from the the people who operate the boat. Yeah, days, not the, not the person who organized the event, but but the, the boat actual people. people the, who, the boat people. <laughs> the boat people. The boat people. The bastards. The boat people. The yeah right. The people who who own, operate, drive the boat, whatever. We must have had the email for about a week. Uh, but you know, uh, the singer of Deadly Birds, CJ, he's a sweetheart. He's a great dude, but sometimes his his communication is not so prompt. And so he said, "Hey, we got this email. Can you check it out?" And this is day of, morning of the show. I go to read this email. Could have been night before, but either way, last minute. And it says that. Uh, we will be searched upon, and you know, entering <laughs> the boat, and 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 I go, okay, well, that's fine, but it's very, in a in a very sort of, I don't know, terse, is that the word? Blunt. I don't really know what it, it was. Blunt. It was it was um, a little bit aggressive, unwarranted towards the. It's basically the, the it's, they're trying to it's, show who was boss. It's very yeah. basically. It was a very matter of fact kind of thing. Yeah, right? they 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 said that they were insisting it was mandatory that they inspect all of our gear, all the cases were to be opened, instruments pulled out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, yeah. This isn't an international boat trip. No, it's this in the like, bay. Yeah. You don't even leave the bay. Mm-hmm. Okay, the bay. So it's not like you're transporting cocaine yeah, across the border. In New Mexico or anything. <laughs> I understand why, you know, they don't want a bunch of uh, nastiness happening on the boat and they want to be in control of whatever's happening on the boat. I get it. But it was, we're we're artists, you know, we're going on to play this show it, for free. It just you rubbed know, to, you the wrong way. Yeah, it to raise money. Just, you, you felt like you were diving <laughs> deep into the deep depths of your heart <laughs> it was and someone was ruining that it was it was aggressive and and, and i so i be be aggressive yeah be, be <laughs> aggressive i called kyle said hey you want to go do this i'm going to do some funny stuff you can be my roadie Hell i can yeah. take people on uh so okay yeah sure i'll be there and say okay well i'm going to need your help with something before we get on the boat <laughs> He goes, yeah, sure, okay. And I don't think I told you what I was. No, I didn't tell him what I was going to have him hey, help me hey, be with. Be there and like you know, don't be square. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the rest cool, of my yo. band too. I texted or called every single one of them and said, I really, really want you guys, and you're going to want to as well. Be there at be right before I go to board. You're gonna want to be there. It's gonna be a good time because I had decided. That I was going to have some fun with these people that were going <laughs> to inspect my gear. I was going to have a few surprises. So, on the way up there, I stopped at an adult bookstore. 
And <laughs> you can see where this is going. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I don't discriminate. I have no, you know. I, this is di disclaimer here. Trigger warning. Uh, Trigger. <laughs> uh, I, I don't care what people want to do as far who they love. All that. Everybody's entitled. So I, I'm not homophobic or anything. But that's my disclaimer. I bought a packet of gay men's magazines. You know the kind where the who dudes, hasn't? You know, <laughs> yeah. they, they, well, everybody no, has. No, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it at all, right? It, it's I'm not turned on by it, but the, there was the intention. The intention was to to really catch somebody off guard, yeah, right? Roll them off, <laughs> but I'm not turned off by it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the kind where there's a dude that has his legs stretched back, you know, with a big old boner and his butthole showing, right? Those kinds. Well, you went to extremes, though. You didn't like, just get, like, pictures and magazines. You got, like, <laughs> implements. Mamma mia. Like. Mm. Oh, right, right. Okay. You, you didn't just so, have pictures, okay? Right, right. Go. Okay, so. <laughs> so, here's here's where Kyle gets involved. He shows up. I got the, the hatch of my hatchback open, and I have my cases open. I'm going, here, take this. Rip some stuff out. Here's some tape. Tape it inside. So we're ripping out pages from these gay yeah. men's it, magazines. It, 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 you put it in a spot that they actually have to open. <laughs> so they, they surprise themselves. It's their <laughs> own fault, basically. Yeah, I we tape we tape the pictures on the underside. You know, you open up a guitar case, and then that that upper flap, you see the 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 fuzzy side. Yeah, well, yeah. We taped a bunch of pictures there. Okay, I brought two bases, so I had two cases that had that. I also brought. Um, a pedal board with a case, you know, and that that piece comes off, and I had them plastered on the uh, <laughs> underside of that too, and then I also had a briefcase, like a doctor's type briefcase. I thought I was so cool with it that had all my cables and stuff. So we're out there, we're plastering this stuff on there. We get onto the pier to board, and I'm waiting for the rest of my band to get there so they can have the show too. We get up there, whole band arrives, Kyle, me, the rest of my band, we're there, we have all our gear. I let all of them get their gear through first because I don't want them to kick the whole band off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I know what's coming, and Kyle knows what's coming because he's seen it on the pages. But the rest of the guys, the rest of the guys, <laughs> uh, they don't know. I just told them, be there and, and enjoy. So... There's two security guards, male security guards, and I'm going to present my gear. And there was a was it? Well, there was a woman that had just walked down from the boat down the gang plank, I think it's called, or the the ramp. <laughs> the plank. The gang plank, you know. Arr. She happens to be. Well, okay, yeah, arr. we don't even want to give that away yet. So this woman walks up and she goes, "Oh, hey, hey, boys, what are we doing? We're inspecting stuff today." <laughs> and two security guards go, yep. And she goes, oh, well, I'll help out with this one. And I go, oh, my God, this is getting better every moment. So we open. She opens up one case, and she goes, oh, hello. That's one base case with the stuff plastered. 
And she opens up. She goes to close it, and I go, "Hey, there's a flap in there. There's a compartment. Do you want to open that compartment?" <laughs> you, you, you enticed her to like, "Hey, you need to look yeah. at this other shit." Yeah. Oh, wait. Hey, if you're gonna inspect, you may as well go all the way with it. Inspect everything, because what's the point? I could be hiding something, contraband of some sort. So she opens the flap. Oh, and I tell her, <laughs> she has to pick up the base out of the case. And I go, hey, whoa, hey, careful with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she oh, she's kind of startled. She opens the case, and there is, uh, there's some literature. There's some, you know, romance novel type, you, you know, pornography in there. And we're all, you know, you have to be 21 to be on this cruise, so everybody's an adult. And she goes, ah, okay. You know, very... Uh, bemused maybe is the look on her face she's keeping it professional very professional which comes into play soon she closes that we latch the cases somebody picks up that case and moves it over she opens up another case no she didn't get to that case she opens up the briefcase which is basically just a cable bag yeah and right over top is the source material that we ripped all the pages out of (laughs) and she goes okay I see that And well do you want to dig in there no no need we close that up. She opens. Move the, it along, boys. Oh yeah, she opens. But I'm gonna make her inspect all of it. That that email was kind of nasty. I'm gonna hold them to it. So well, they, it's a principle. It's like, it's you're like, holding them to this. Yeah, they have to look through every yeah. goddamn case. If you're gonna get nasty, I can get real fucking nasty <laughs> right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. So so we open up the pedal board case. It's one of those um, SKB eight. C oh Furman Furman eight C yeah, yeah. or something you know with the it's got the power conditioner on the back with all the uh, the power and the plugs and the way you know uh, so it's that molded plastic she opens it up and there's all taped in there just more more lewd pictures and uh, she goes yeah you guys are real funny huh <laughs> <laughs> I am being so everybody else at this point, including the security guards, Kyle, the band, they're all basically rolling on the floor laughing, but she and I are having a full-on standoff, straight-faced. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, who can get the next person? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm straight-faced the whole like, time. You're like, I, I haven't even pulled my trump card yet. Yeah, well, I hadn't. <laughs> so the last thing, you know, and I had an amp too, a little amp, but that's not in case. It was like a, you know, one of those Ampeg um, B100R, the little rocket ones. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a the combo you play one of those, those yeah are... those things are great 100 watts 15 inch speaker killing it yeah uh, dude, so i'm gonna good. bug him in a second about that but going so so then uh yeah and i've had one of the i i bought that one in like 2002 maybe um so she gets to the last base right and <laughs> and we open it up and more pictures plastered yeah great she's like at this point she's over it Right, and I go, hey, lady, um, there's another compartment there. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you want to check that compartment. And, and I go, oh, careful on the base, you know, because she's got to yeah, pick yeah, it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. She opens it up, and here is the piece de resistance. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is some, it is a is a half empty, no, it, the box was gone. It was several condoms. Right, a couple <laughs> empty wrappers. Oh God! Yes, and then in a Ziploc baggie, a half-empty bottle of lube, because <laughs> I had got it, squirted half of it out, <laughs> and then one enema. Oh yeah, the <laughs> enema. An enema? Oh my God! 
<laughs> like a Target brand enema. <laughs> It has to be Target brand. <laughs> so there's some <laughs> condoms, an open condom wrapper, a half squirt out bottle of lube in a plastic baggie. So you know, I wanted it to look like this had. This is a regular. Like, like this, this is, is a, like, hey, I'm gonna finish this up when <laughs> yeah, I get on the cruise. Right. We're 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 uh, butt fucking on this cruise. <laughs> only consensual though. Only well, of consensual. Course. Yeah. Only. Yeah. I'm a respectful uh, gentleman. He's a fucking gentleman. <laughs> So that's the last of my cases. And here's the best part to me. This is, so I straight faced it this whole time. We closed that case and she stops and she says, okay, now let me tell you something. This is my ship. I'm the captain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my she God. She was the captain. Oh, captain. So my captain. I, I got, not only is she, you know, she's just the, the lady captain of the boat that she can I still just. say. Get the fuck off my boat. She can. She can tell me to turn around. And that's why I had the rest of my band go first. <laughs> I go, okay, all right. And I, I'm, I, my smile's cracking a little bit now because I I feel like I won the lottery with yeah, who inspected yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These security guards, whatever. They like didn't want to touch it too. Yeah. They're like, ah. Yeah. They like backed away. They're, they're like, they had to borrow guy. a drumstick from Dave to kind of <laughs> dig through it, you know? <laughs> what? It's a magazine, man. It's not a dude there. So. Uh, she says, this stuff comes on my boat, it goes off my boat. Yeah. <laughs> We're a respectful <laughs> outfit here. And I said, oh, I totally agree. And then I just, I lost it. I'm laughing at this point. <laughs> Thank you, Captain. Have, well, let's have a great cruise. Oh, shit. Well, she, was, she won then. She, she, you, you, you busted up. You lost I did, it. Yeah, yeah. I lost the, the, the. But the, it's, a, but the thing is, I, I, you won. Mm -hmm. And now I, I, we won, and our listeners, our viewers, won <laughs> with a great story. <laughs> God yeah. damn, that is that is a little lewd. It is very. We use some NC seventeen on this shit. Yeah, we. we were, I think we've know, had worse though. No, we're rock no. and roll band. Well, I mean, I, it's okay. not bad. I, it's not. It's not too bad. It's funny though. I, I think I want to bring it to. We're gonna do like. I have one more question for you, and then I have a topic. This is gonna be a long episode, so if you guys have a, you know, uh, pissy bullshit about it, sorry, just push <laughs> push pause and come back to it later. Mister Johnny Ray, I want to get I I, I want to get into the nerdy geeky side of things. What's your current race rig, and what you what are you running? Uh, it depends. I I really depending on who I'm playing with. Okay, so like your recent session, what have you? Burned? Oh, that okay. So that was with um, my buddy Tim Powers. He and I played in a couple bands together. Uh, the first one was the Roman Spring. That was post Atlas of Vid. Mm -hmm. That was very sort of um, uh, Strokes. Um, what's that Scottish band that was kind of Strokesy that came out? Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of had that that vibe. But not not um, as smooth as the strokes, though, right? No, no, a little more angular. Uh, the the main the main force driving force behind that band was Alex Albrecht. He's a brilliant songwriter, and I don't know what he's doing these days, but I I, I would love to hear him have some music out there because he's he's amazing. I think he just turned thirty when we were playing together. He was nineteen. Uh, so Tim Powers. We also did a hardcore band called It's a Trap. I needed a guitar player. He stepped up and he played. He's doing a project now, his own stuff, kind of maybe a vanity project. Maybe he wants to get it off the ground. I know it's had some rotation. One of the singles on ninety four nine and ninety one X. Yeah, uh, it's called Rigby Figure, and uh, the song that is on that that we've played on the local stations is called Simone. 
I would say it's very 80s sounding. It's got kind of um, Cars, Rick Springfield, um, uh, sometimes even uh, maybe a little, uh, oh man, I, I'm drawing a blank. Joe Jackson. No, no. not Joe okay. Jackson. I, just, I was trying to help you out. Uh, <laughs> I I'll, I'll, it'll come Joe to me. Jackson, though. What's that? Well, but uh, I love me some Joe Jackson. But, yeah. You know, hey, I'm going to like be a shithead. What's the gear? What are you, yeah, what are you, okay, what are you okay. playing? What are okay, you playing? Okay, so with this dude, I, I wanted I, I, to I, get I, that. I, I could, Kyle and I can listen to your stories yeah. all damn day. And we probably will. We don't want gear. to interrupt. This is I don't want gear. to, but I'm going to like, you can, you can give me some lashes <laughs> yeah. later. We can talk like, about like what you have for well, lunch and we'll be so stoked. Yeah, I'm like, oh, do you <laughs> like eggs? Do you like it over easy or what? <laughs> do you have mac and cheese or what was it? But I'm so like, okay. Gear. So gear. Yeah, what's, is... what's the what's the base gear? Because a lot of people like underestimate base gear. They're like, yeah. There's no fucking who gives a shit. Fucking it's not right. even an instrument. It's really <laughs> who fucking says important. It's not an instrument. The fucking. I, I just did. Playing without a pilot. You guys got me on that Gibson Grabber, the G3. Yes. So oh, I, I bought one and it was in just fouled up condition it was it was a mess oh my but gosh. i took it to repair zone and uh, uh to fred at repair zone buck killer the, killer guys yeah at repair zone. buck actually almost always works on my bases uh he's a great dude i had him do a bunch of work to it um anyway well it is oh you know we we're talking about gear so it had the original pickups had the original neck body Somebody had done a very poor routing job yeah. on the pickup cavity, like with a drill, not oh. even a, not even like yeah. a router. It was you can't nasty. Even say it's, I, I saw pictures. I yeah, I'll even send seen you it. the picture. Yeah, it was nasty. We can link them. In, 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 yeah, inger. I could I could give you the the picture of the the routing job. It was terrible. They had put in an old um uh f- what the um guild what is it a guild star Armand? Oh man, drawing a blank. But uh, it's a one Alderetti from the Mars Volta ha- almost had a signature base, and he put those pickups in there, a one pickup in there, and and, and it's escaping me. But they have like deeper poles. They they go further down into the base cavity, yeah, into the body, and and so. The, whoever installed it did a really crappy routing job, and it's, it's like, like they, they did random holes. Yeah, right. We, they didn't even do like a smooth. Uh-uh, they couldn't figure out where they were going to place this thing because they had to get a they had to make a custom pick guard uh. and then cut the hole in the pick guard but in the meantime what the hell were they doing? I don't know. The dude I got it from had the base in Venice, California forever. So it also had a bunch of oxidization. He sent me the original pick guard with the original Bill Lawrence uh three pickup yeah, setup. Yeah, yeah. You know, with the one with the three pickups, the the switch that gives you the front two and then all three and then the back two. The volume tone knob. Anyway, it Is was det- the, the buck and a half kind of see yeah, 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 and it was torn up. So I bought a new but vintage uh, yeah. setup with the three Bill Lawrence pickups and had Buck install that, fix the routing inside, um, you know, set it up, do all that. And I also bought a pick a new bridge, like a hip shot bridge to install on there, which I recently had him do, and I think I'm regretting it. I might take it back and have him just put the original back on. Why do you not? Do you like Hipshot? Because I I've always yeah. gone with either Factory Fender or Leo Kwan. Leo Kwan, mm. yeah. Well, you, the why don't you like? Or what's good? I've always looked at Hipshot and be like, uh, what's the, what's what's good or bad about it? Uh, 
Well, I love hip shot tuners because they have that bass extender, which I try and put on every single one of my basses. Yeah, because you're you're flipping from like you know just D, e, yeah, to D. D to D. Yeah, I just go a full step. I you can get it as low as um, C, uh, safely without it just farting out like crazy. Sounds like garbage. Yeah. Well, why would you? You know, unless you're gonna tune everything down, I wouldn't. You know, and like always be a step down and then tune down another. What is that half to C or whatever a whole step to C? I uh, anyway. Fuck's your problem. It's just E to D. Basically, I, I, you might as well just have a five string. Basically, just like yeah, fuck exactly. <laughs> I, I do I do four strings. I do standard tuning, and then I can flip that down in if I need to down to a D. Otherwise, I'm pretty quick at playing in the appropriate. You know, if somebody's got a weird tuning, like my guitar player, I yeah. usually get it pretty quickly. Uh, but I'll never go below a D. Sorry, it's just not something I'm willing to do. Integrity. <laughs> What's the current um, uh, base rig? The actual oh, amp and okay. So here we go. So you guys got me. You told me about that base. And oh yeah, we then, fucked you over on yeah, that. Yeah, that was Kyle. I, that was Kyle. Yeah, I, told you I love. I love the idea of having a uh, grabber G three. Yeah, and yeah. so you you had put you had uh, I bought me, one for cheap. Yeah. You, you bought it. Yeah, but yeah. it was fucked up. But it was like it was, and you didn't want it because it was no. the wrong color. And then you were like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of like. Uh, Okay, so you got you you got a P, you got a jazz. I have a few jazzes. I have a couple Getty Lee jazz basses. One I converted to fretless. They both have Rickenbacker too. I have two Rickenbackers now. I have a '79, and I have a brand new 2016 or 2017. I found a mega deal on it, so I bought two of them. A blue color. I think they call it Midnight Blue, and it's a 4001. It is a beautiful fucking bass. Yeah, and it's the 4001 S. So it's slightly smaller, the, the body, because it doesn't have the extra binding on the base or the neck. No, ex- none of that binding. Um, and it, it, I don't think that it's smaller scale-wise, but, man, it plays like a dream. And I was going to sell it because I got such a great deal. I was going to turn around and sell it and make Try some and money. flip it. Yeah, flip it. Like, you know, those property flippers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Any, I, but so I bought two. One was just a regular four thousand one. Two of them. <laughs> I did, yeah. Well, I, it's, man, I could have, I could have bought like you, ten of them. You got to strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, you know, I had money in the bank, and and I could have bought like ten of them and resold and made some money, but I, I just didn't. I've never really done that. It's not my deal. Is you know, I don't do resale on instruments necessarily. A lot of the time, I fall in love with stuff and I keep it. You're like me with motorcycle parts. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll just keep that. You know, like, mm-hmm. I might be able to use that one of these days, so but yeah. not right now. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna I, play I'm, my video games, and then maybe we'll worry about the. I'm, I'm gonna later. keep it. Yeah. I'm gonna keep it because I might need it later. Yeah. Well, and and I, I do end up using some stuff later. So the second one I traded uh, with my buddy Lee. Uh, I met him through Deadly Birds. Uh, his, I, I guess it would be almost like his son-in-law was the old bass player from Deadly Birds. Okay, uh, Rowdy Bossard. Uh, he's a sweetheart. I only met him a couple of times, but he's a very nice guy. Um, he was an English teacher in Korea. Maybe he's back now. Uh, but Lee bought, or traded rather, a 76 P bass for my brand new Dang. <laughs> and this is one red you, P. You, uh, you, you tagged us both in this text. This is a sweet fucking bass. Yeah. Now this is is the the 70s 
you know, P bass, is that your number one now or No, but it's up there. Okay. Well shit. Okay, so you now have so many bases. Okay, I made okay, so this is this I all don't rolls mean to back. Filibuster you. That's fine. It all rolls back to now and I still thank Lee because I really hope that he's enjoying the hell out of that Rickenbacker because it, it did it was it was buttery and sweet. It it played amazing. I liked the blue one, the four thousand one S, the smaller profile better. But the other one, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't beat it. For it was amazing. I thank him so much for giving me that seventy six because I used that one almost immediately on some sessions with Tim doing the Rigby figure stuff, and so that song Simone is that seventy six P. Yeah. And I let's see, I rolled the tone slightly off. I played with a pick. Whoa! Oh shit! Oh, dang! Easy. Yeah. Taking a page out of my book on that song Simone. Which, you know, if we're going to do a podcast, then we could plug something like that. Simone by Rigby Figure. We might. I'm playing bass. Uh, it is a 76P through Fuck. a late 60s bass man head. Shit. And Dang. then <laughs> I don't even want to tell you what cab. It was a 410 or 412. And, you know, it was some brand that I, I don't really enjoy. But it sounded great. Was so. it a crate? No. It is often referred to with initials there you go h d <clears throat> nope so uh but okay so on that track is direct from the p and then uh miked through from the cab the baseman into the cab, a gk cab i think it was uh, i'm not a big fan of galen kruger i've never really used it i mean so. but, but the thing is if it sounds good it, it sounds, sounds it's, I, it's I, true that's where i'm at i used to be like it's not ampeg or fender oh yeah like, and it was a. it's a it was a late 60s blackface baseman head fuck yeah and and we 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 dropped all of the bass out jacked the treble all the way up uh, and then we just mixed the two. We mixed the direct. Yeah, the and, DI, yeah. And so, and uh, I was playing with a pick, and I was playing closer to the bridge. So we got a very Kyle trebly style. tone, very, very mid forward treble present tone. I know that doesn't make sense, but no, I get it. Trebly, I definitely get it. Very forward in you the hit, mix. You, you hit Kyle in his heart. Yeah, and he was like, "Yes, so yes, if yes. I John were Ray, to, I love you." Uh, we just finished a track. That uh, or I don't think we finished it. We just did the bass and well, you guitar and drums. It. You yeah, let you're them, done. You let them fucking. Well, fuck actually, it. I, I'm not done because um, oh, Tim is full. such a good friend of mine, and we have such trust in each other, and he has such trust in me that he's having me come on and do sort of producer kind no, of nice. stuff. That's awesome. There so, you go. So um, we're recording it at Earthling with Mike Camus, and and nice. Mike is Mike is playing the drums on all of it. Uh, we're all learning Tim's songs right there in the studio. And just tracking them right then. So they're all I'm gonna, live. I'm going to derail. How was that? Oh, it's How amazing. Because like, you're like kind of like coming to a session that you're like, I kind of get what this is, but you're kind of like, I'm going to learn this. Se- You've you know? rehearsed the song a couple times, but no, no, not even. Not always. Well, okay. I, I, wanna, I want to have the opportunity to hear the material first, but if I don't, that's okay. I'll pick it up. I'll do it on the spot. I... I feel bad if it takes me a little while, but if it takes me a little while, then something good is probably going to come out of that because the wheels are turning, something's working yeah, the, the its gear, way out. The gears are cranking. Yeah. With with Tim, it's 50-50. He sends some tracks, and I learn them. Um, 
he already has the bass on there, but I don't play like him. So I go in and I go, Tim, how much of me do you want on this track? He goes, well, let's do 50-50, you and me. Okay. And sometimes he'll go, all you. Uh, okay, great. Uh, we This last one we just did, here's the gear. Uh, I got, I have a early 80s um, PV Mark IV head. My phone is buzzing. I, I have an early 80s PV Mark IV head. It's solid state. It's dual channel. Uh, it's got the, um, it's got some sort of EQ section. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a great amp. Um, you can get a lot of, it's very well-rounded and, and it's old solid state. It's I'm, not I'm, new solid I'm like state. learning more and more that like PV is actually like a brand oh, that man. you should give a shit about. The early PV stuff is some of the best workhorse amps that are out there. If I mean, you can find the tube stuff, like the Festival series, holy shit, guitar and bass sound amazing through them. But on this newest track, I was using the Gibson Grabber. Nice. So that thing's up and running, right? It's up and, it's running. Up and running. Yeah, oh yeah. It sounded so good. It's very punchy. I was, I was, I had it set on all three pickups. Fuck. So that's the buck and a half setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Um, with the tone rolled slightly off, volume all the way up, fingers, because it's, I had fresh, fresh, fresh flat wounds, which I always use flat wounds. I don't really. Really? Sometimes I'll use halves. That's interesting. I usually use cat gut. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. no round, okay, fucking. No, I'm not really into round wounds. They're too, too bright. So that's even too... on your, on your P base too. Yeah. No oh, yeah. way. Flats on, on I love everything. Bright. Oh my. Dang. Yeah. I don't like you anymore. What about the pedal board? I want to like jump into that. I'm like, okay, we got your amps. Yeah. And we, like, we know you, you got Ampe Classic. That's, you know, everybody's bread and butter. And SVT. Yeah. yeah, I have one of those. You, but I have the newer one with the with the chipboard, the, you know, the the the, the circuitry. The, how's um, that? Because I, I have the one like, with the St. Louis built. Yeah. Kyle has the St. Louis built. I think you have the same. Well, or? what I'm, I have a motherboard in there. Okay. Dang. So, you know, it's one of the newer ones. I bought it in like 2003, 2005, somewhere in there. I, I There's something to be said about it in that it's more straightforward, re reliable. It's not going to necessarily crap out like the whole the point-to-point -point wiring stuff from way back. You okay, hand-wired yeah. yeah, everything. I, I think Kyle has the same thing. He's got the same Louis a motherboard. one, but it's like, it's like... It's an SVT CL. Yeah, so that's what we have, too. Yeah. Okay. I say I say we like I'll, early two thousands. Yeah. Step off, it's mine. Okay, okay, it's his. Okay, it's his. <laughs> but you have you're a pedal guy too, and yeah. that's not common with bass players because no. one bass players barely show up, and <laughs> bass players barely show up with an amp, but you show up with a pedal board. What's a, yeah. what's what's your pedal board looking like? These days, it's all torn apart. Uh, I'm not really using anything in the sessions that I'm doing. I tried. A couple of things. Uh, well, actually, okay. you run with compression and stuff like that, or you yeah, let them do that. I'm, I'm pretty much an always-on compressor guy, but I've learned some new stuff about compression. And so the next time I build a real deal board, oh shit! What, well, what, what's what's your compression that you're using? Uh, I always have it at the beginning of my chain. Uh, well, almost always have it at the beginning of my chain. Well, and tuners first. Not always. Not <laughs> oh, always shit. tuner first. No. So um, I have. I was using for a long time a Boss CS2 compressor, the blue one from the early yeah, 80s. Yeah, those are fucking classic, yeah. They're great. They color your sound so that 
was giving they, me a specific sound. Super squashy? Um, well, they change, they, they color your tone, you know, they don't, they're a compressor sustainer. So it's a different class of compressor and they color the sound. They don't, no matter what you're going to do, they're going to, they're going to add some, maybe some hiss potentially they, they had, there's some character to it as opposed to a compressor limiter, um, which is you can get just even sounds and it's not it might sound like it's not even there yeah so i was using that for a while and i, I you know i'm gonna cop to this i really love the stuff that juan alderetti from the mars volta does yeah still does he has a channel called pedals and effects uh he's got his buddy nick reinhardt from terra Melos, who was just in town recently and they're fucking amazing uh they he's uh, Juan has used that CS2 since the 80s. And I went, well, there's got to be something to it. So I bought one and I fell in love with it. But then I found the Fairfield Circuitry Accountant. Yes. And that thing, you don't even know it's there. And it's just always on. I've got it barely squashing. It's just keeping every, keeping the lid on everything. You don't have any pops or anything? No, so. no. That's the problem with compression sometimes, especially on bass, is, you know, you can go for that that sound where it's real clicky, kind of country kind of sounding. Yeah, you, you, you kind of That's the problem I have with compression is that it, yeah. you don't get that dynamic. If you want to hit something a little hard, it's just like smooth. Maybe, yeah. that, maybe that's the problem in the pedals I use, but... Well, if you're using a bottom. tube, if you're using <laughs> a tube amp... It's doing compression mm -hmm. at the end of your chain, regardless. Yeah. So you, it, you have. There's a relationship between the two, and you have to find the happy medium. Um, I don't like a clicky kind of sound, yeah. so I don't let my compressors, you know, do that thing where you can hear it sucking back the note. Yeah. Uh, I don't really like that. So I want it to be. I want it to be on where I notice it. I don't want it to be on where everybody else notices it. But I do use compression. I love it. Okay, so after your uh, compression section, uh, do you have some modulation, some drives? What do you, what do you got going on? Okay, so let's see. Uh, let me think about the Deadly Birds uh, setup. I did tuner into compressor into, uh, and so it would have been um, a Boss TU2, I think, at the time. I've had different tuners, uh, the Korg pitch pitch black, uh, but the the knob popped out on me in the middle of a show one time, so I, I never use one of those again. I have one of those now. Yeah. I'm all like, oh shit! Oh, open it up and tighten it down. You know. Okay. That's all. <laughs> I gave it to uh, Brian Riley and said, "Hey, you want a tuner? You just got to do a couple little adjustments, and maybe he used it. I don't know." Uh, let's see. So then that went into. With Deadly Birds, I only used one overdrive pedal, and I've used the same one. It's been on my board since I bought it in 2003, maybe, three, seven. I don't know. Whenever it came out, I have serial number 37. Nice. Um, Maleko, uh, the Barker Ass Master. Or the, oh, the Bass, the Ass Master. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit. The purple number pedal. Number 37? Yeah, I got it. Good golly. Uh, what's his name? Paul something or other from Ministry. He was part of that company. I went, oh, I kind of like this, that crunchy, like industrial, nasty, overdriven sound of Ministry. Let me try that pedal. 
A little did I know that they had just started that company, Maleco. I, I can't... Ah, shit. That's a really cool pedal. We're going to have to, like... Well, I have two of them now. <laughs> we'll, one... we'll have to borrow one of them. Yeah, well, the that one that I have that I have used forever is the original ones they put out were silicone, the silicone diode. I recently bought one of the germanium ones used on, like, reverb, maybe. Um, and Can you tell the difference, or...? Yo, there's a big difference... Uh, the germanium is much warmer and smoother. It's not as... Uh, it's, it doesn't like sound a like a buzz harsh. saw in your ear like harsh, the other yeah. one. But see, when I was doing Deadly Birds, I wasn't going for like a super nasty... I had a lot of that uh, fuzz rolled off. So it's, it's, a, it's a... What is it? A Maestro Brassmaster clone. Yeah, so it's kind of it's it was kind you kind of used it more as like an after effect. You have your bass. I used it more. Like, I used it more like Chris Squire from Yes. Yeah. Chris Squire. He played a Rick. He ran it in stereo. He had the treble side going. I'm pretty sure he had the treble side going through that um, Brassmaster, the Maestro one. Um, but he just had it so that it was really is shaping his tone, but only a little bit of bite on it. So that's how I was using it. A nice. And that went into. Uh, probably a phaser. And, the phase one hundred, right? Yeah, I have a, an MXR phase one hundred that I love. I also have an uh, Electro Harmonics, uh, small stone like a nineties or early two thousands, but it's modified by Analog Man. So Shit. he added a an internal trim pot, or or maybe there was one, and he just added an extra thing in there, so that I could get it so that it doesn't have a volume drop. Nice. So I can turn it just I and I have it just slightly above unity gain, so that that's it has probably like a big thing for bass too. It's like you don't want to have that fucking drop. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, and the so I had a few of those. I donated one of them to a school, you know, some for so so some, you know, Hesher long haired guitar players can get their swirl on, <laughs> 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 which is fine. I donated it to the high school that I I went to. Um, Which high school is that? Marvista Mar- High School. Oh, there you Marvista. Go. Yeah, they had a, they have a guitar program there, and I've given them a few things over the years. Uh, the that and, and so I either used the Phase One Hundred. I definitely did not use the Electro Harmonics in Deadly Birds, only because um, it's got that straight power. It doesn't have the two point one millimeter barrel jack, the negative barrel jack, yeah, or whatever, like the Boss standard Boss ones. Yeah, it has the the eighth inch or what a 3.5 millimeter the, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. male plug yeah. and i don't like those but uh john zander who was the keyboard player towards yeah. the very end of deadly birds he's modded a bunch of my electro harmonics pedals to have those 2.1 jacks oh shit okay so i had him do an old sovtech green muff really change it out to a 2.1 nice yeah, the 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 whatever that is, the boss style jack. Did you it, find it the not only more usable, but did you notice anything different? I didn't notice any change in tone. Okay, it, but just like there uh, might be, and you know what? And if it's different, then then, then you know, nobody, oh well, nobody cares. There's the go difference. get another one. Uh, I you know it's funny about that that Sovtech. When I first got it, was the first day that I got together with Deadly Birds, and I brought it with me. And Chris Oppold, the guitar player, he was getting mad at me. He was like, can you turn that thing off? It's too muddy. 
you know, and I just got it. I, I hadn't figured it out yet. And so I never used it again with Deadly Birds, but I had I did use it after that. It sounds it sounds phenomenal. Um so I I think probably in there if I didn't use the phase one hundred, I I may have used the um Pigtronics EP two, the envelope phaser. Night fuck. Yeah, those that thing's pretty cool. But you need, you know, it's got its own power, you know, little wall wart thing you got to plug in. Yeah, and, you got to go. Um, and it takes some dialing in, you know, because you're not going to, you're most likely not going to sit there and mess with it on stage. That stuff has so many parameters that it's oh, really cool. Yeah. But it's also like, if you're an idiot like me, I might kind of be like, uh, you have I'm to really want to do I'm, it. I'm going to go to the MXR because it's like one knob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the EP two is really cool, and and for bass, you know, a ve- you know, uh, a very common effect for bass is an envelope filter, you know, yeah. and so it has one built in. And I didn't want to use, you know, because envelope can be very cheesy. It can be very, very ve- cheesy. You're gonna fucking white boy reggae the shit out of that mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking effect. Yeah, you know, and, and and so I got it to where the envelope and the phase interacted with each other in just the right way so it sort of sounded like a bubbly phase and it just it sounded rich and warm and and, and so i pr- i pretty sure towards the end of deadly birds i was using that that probably went into um there's one section on my pedal board that was constantly changing but most likely it went into a ring modulator and my favorite of the ring modulators is the Moog that that Moger Foger that the M the two two oh one I I don't I don't know which one it is the the Moger Foger yeah or is it the Moger Foger well I don't know <laughs> I, I still it's, I, I, no, I you're a Moger Foger Moog, I still don't I still don't know what it is I say Moog or Moog and then like depending on where the like you know the, the crowd I'm in they're like they look at me like what'd you say you dumb fuck and I'm like yeah the Moog <laughs> or like the Moog. Moog, Moog. The guy's name is it's Bob Moog. Okay. Even though it looks like Moog, it's pronounced Moog. Well, but then, I uh, call it the Mooger Fooger. Yeah, and all of those pedals are so awesome. All of them. But they all color your tone. Uh, they all have, most of them have a, a, a drive knob in the middle. And that is going to affect your volume, whether it's on or, or bypassed. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, but that fa- that that um, ring modulator. There's only one ring modulator that I've heard is better, and I haven't had the opportunity yet. And that's the Maestro. But that's from the uh, late sixty, early seventies, or something. I don't know. They're very expensive, and I don't feel like dropping that kind of money on one. Yeah. Fuck them. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're hard to get too. So uh, that it would either be that one, or then eventually I got a. Um, the uh fairfield circuitry which i love that company uh the randy's revenge which is another ring mod okay well that's yeah it's fucking second one we gotta check the company out yeah that's a great company uh it's just one dude that oh i mean maybe he's got people that work for him but he's the main dude i don't remember his name um but that one doesn't have as big as wide of a sweep as the moog mooger fuger yeah which I would I highly recommend the Mooger Fuger ring modulator. If anybody wants ring modulation, it's one of the best on the market. 
but you really, really want to have an expression pedal to control some of the parameters, or four, because it has four jacks that you can do CV input with. Oh, Jesus. Or four or five. You can control almost every parameter on it with a with an expression pedal, which, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I own several Moogafugers, um, the low-pass filter and the um, the Freak box, which I haven't... The Freak box is a mystery to me still. It, it didn't really work on bass for me. But on keys, yeah, which I suck at, so I don't use it. Uh, let's see. Ring mod would go into probably a delay of some sort, and I think at the time with Deadly Birds, I was doing the MXR carbon copy. Solid. Yo, yeah, it's it's great. And and I opened it up and I dimed the trim pots inside so the modulation was real wobbly. Yeah. Uh, when I wanted to do mod wobbly modulation. But yeah, it's real solid. I, I had it set for uh you know, like a dun 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 you know, a trailing kind of delay. Yeah. Cause it would just it was just kind of a a, a segue effect. That probably went into a rainbow machine from Earthquaker Devices, which is a fabulous pedal. It's got so many things you can do with it but i i usually had it go to the extreme where it was buzz sawing and craziness and that probably went into a um another earthquaker pedals the hummingbird tremolo really nice. choppy yeah, hard yeah. cutting tremolo and um that probably from there went into I had a secret weapon pedal, and it's a cheapy pedal, but it's really cool. I had this, and I used it for years, and I'm trying to find something to replace it. The MXR uh, bass um, DI box. Really? Yeah. It's that was like my secret weapon. That's where a lot of the tone was at. I would, uh, it would always be on the entire set. I'd have it with the mid scooped out, a slight bass boost, and sounds like you need a sans amp. Yeah. It's very similar to a Sansamp, but it doesn't sound the same. And it's just the one I landed on 15 years ago or where, whenever it came out. And Before Sansamp. Ever since. Now, I think they were out at about the same time, but I never used a Sansamp. I'd like to try the new Getty Lee Sansamp rack mount, though. Hmm. Yeah. I like a little Getty Lee. It's <laughs> <laughs> all I have to offer. I don't use pedals. <laughs> so that that's probably what I had. And it was on a Furman pedal board. Yeah, SPB8C, I think is what it's... The <laughs> look it off. Look it up on Reverb, Look, look it up. Look it yep, up. yep. Johnny Ray endorses. Well, okay. yeah, oh, you well, have to yeah, change yeah, out. Yeah, you have to him. change out the carpet if you're going to get one. You have to put on better. Um, you got to pull the little piece off and put on a better piece, like a loop fabric or something, because the carpet that comes with it doesn't stick. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. All right, I have uh, one more topic I want to like all of us chat on. You guys, you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. Now this is one that might be controversial to myself and Kyle. Oh, Johnny, you uh, you give it to us. But I wanted to talk about bands that use live backing tracks. Who wants to go first? Are you are you for <laughs> or against? Neither. Okay, okay. You 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 seem to want to go first, Johnny. You give it to us. <laughs> okay, I've got pros and cons on this. So, uh, if you're if you're gonna use backing tracks, you better practice the shit out of your songs with those backing tracks. Because if you get off 
of the backing tracks, if you're off at all, you're, you're going to sound. You've ruined it. Yeah, you're going to sound terrible, and you may as well not have used them. So you better practice. Your drummer better have an in ear with a click, and you better have those backing tracks pumping through the monitors so you can stay on. Otherwise, don't use them. But uh, but. But they can be used in a tasteful way. They can be used to really enhance a show. But if they don't, it's like it's like when you have multiple singers. One singer, by himself, he can shoot himself in the foot, you know, because he sounds bad. But if he gets a harmony singer, a harmony singer can potentially bolster that singer, him or her, and make them sound great. Introduce a third person. Let's say, in this case, that would be the two people are pieces of the band and the third person is the backing track. That can now make everything sound like total dog shit. Yeah. So you better practice if you're going to use a backing track with the backing track. And you better be able to have a contingency plan for if it screws up. Because show goes on and those people paid to see you or they didn't pay to see you who knows but you know you always want to put your best foot forward they're they're there to see you yeah but let's just in that case they're there to see you if you use a backing track and you falter or you get off from the backing track it's worse than having not had it <laughs> so there you go there you go kyle you have got a lot to say, so give me something. I mean, do I have a lot to say though? I mean, <laughs> okay, you have a strong I, I just, few words. To I don't say. like. I know. I know. I don't like. Ba- okay, I don't like backing tracks. Okay, Wait, if you're gonna go see like a local band, why three you- guys, four guys, five, you know, whatever in the band, and you have like this crazy guitar solo or like a rhythm, I feel like you need to be. I don't know. I feel like that's not. Dishonest is the word I want to say, but okay, I, I think I'm like okay. Backing tracks could be either rhythm guitars, it could be yeah, piano, it could be keys, it could okay, be like, if it's like a completely different instrument, it could I be harmonies. I, I kind of I can see that, but if it's like you recorded that with the same guitar you're playing right now, it's like just get yeah. another guitarist, just get another dude who's gonna play that and make it sound different. You're playing the same guitar, and then you're gonna do like your lead line over it. Just get someone else to play. Or go get, get a, a pedal. eighth guy on stage. I don't care. Yeah. Go get a doubler. Yeah. Go get a you know. I'd rather have, Which, you have uh, like you know, ten people on stage than hear the same guitar played. You know. Okay. What if you have like uh you know two or three band members who don't know how to sing uh, background vocals? Uh, get them out of your band. <laughs> okay. Let's start there. <laughs> Fuck them. Okay, Turn their mic okay, off. Okay. 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 <laughs> I've hey, turned people's hey, mics off. But hold on. Hold start on. Start over. But guess Sorry. what? Guess what? If you can play guitar, but you can't sing background vocals, what do you do? Learn to fucking sing. I get it. If it's like, you know, the recorded part of the song that has like a orchestra that can't be there to play live. That's cool. Or you have like some like soundscape that you're getting into. That's different. But it's like you have, you know, just get another guy to play. Because it, it makes it not real. Because to me. guess what? We've played with bands that have had full on like they've had like Ethernet cables into their fucking computers on stage. Yeah. On stage. <laughs> and they left it there. And like we had, <laughs> we had to we, put we our had, drums in front of that. We had to like fucking deal with that. I'm like, guess what? There only one singer sang, but guess what? There was four fucking vocals playing. <laughs> yeah. Because of the fucking post-production of their fucking live show. I would say it's it's probably like different depending on the kind of music. I don't that's even being fucking played. give a shit. 
because I'm like, if you're playing a live show, play a live show. Yeah. Like, well, uh, there's, you know, if you had samples, the, the, you know, you could trigger samples. Uh, if you had like a uh, something that would double your voice or add a harmony, that's another thing. But uh, doing those, triggering those things, and doing those things live is definitely where it's at for yeah. me, anyway, because it, uh, you know, it's all happening right there. It's not something that happened six weeks ago. And is being here. You go the same thing over and over. There's something to be said about having it happen in the moment. It's an energy that's occurring right then and there. It will never happen again like that. It will always be that one experience for those people right there in that room. Exactly. And that there's something special about that. I don't think that having backing tracks is a bad thing if you use them properly. I guess if, if but, you can also like commit to it and deliver for that style. If you can yeah. build on the backing tracks, different. I mean, if it if it's helping, it, it makes it feel premeditated and fabricated, I think. Yeah, if make it feel like, real. If you have everything or, I don't know, if it's too prominent, I mean. Because it's like, oh my fucking God, there's too many times it's like where these people rely on the backing tracks and they're sh- like that as part of their show. And it's like, guess what? You, your band fucking sucks. Did you want to name anyone? I'm, I feel like you're like targeting a specific. <laughs> I can't even pick one because I know too many. There's too many of these yeah. oh, these bigger national acts signed it ma- bands. It makes it easy. I mean, with technology to record everything and hit a button and have it play. I think that's what it is. It's just too easy to do it. You don't have to have eight people on stage. You get four and still have a kick ass show. I don't know. It's like I, I'd rather like. Keep it down to like human beings playing live in the moment, and that's where I stand. But I'm fuck like, humans, <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> well, you know, it's digital. That's where we're at. Yeah, we're we're Robots. in 2017, 2018, almost. Robots are your friend. Yeah, Skynet. Okay. All right. Well, we just got to that ranty moment, but I, you know, I think that's a good point to you end. Pick the topic. I you did. Knew it was gonna I happen. did. I knew it was going to happen because I wanted to like fucking like. You know, Man, I'd you like, had me here. You could have done like a like, top like, five pedals. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted. It'd I wanted, be like top twelve though. I wanted. To, I wanted It'd to be like top twenty. I wanted to kick the kick the the <laughs> hives nest right there. <laughs> but you know, hey, we we did it, Mister Johnny Ray. I want to thank you for coming out. Yeah, hanging out with the the tone jerks. Got a little, you know, a little off topic. We got a little bit, of, you know, ranty. It's fun. We it's covered cool. so it's cool. many things. It's kind of ridiculous. It basically, we just let Johnny talk, and that's yeah. all we need. That's yeah. all we want. Don't that's put all a microphone need. in front of me because I yeah. will. Actually, these microphones we're using were muted the whole time. It was just <clears> yeah. Oh, okay. It's basically just Johnny. Just it's, having a conversation it, in the garage. Welcome <laughs> to the Johnny Hour. Yeah, I need my own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'd love to have you back anytime. So you know, <laughs> hey, maybe I'm we'll sure divulge my voice... a little more into yeah. your. I'd, we probably go for hours and hours. Yeah, yeah more yeah. more stories like the boat boat show. Oh boat. my god! Oh my! I'm sure my voice sounds so good uh, recorded. Too. We need, we need so we need. soothing. <laughs> this sort of gravelly, high pitched man's voice. I'm not sure <laughs> yeah. if it's a woman or not. Yeah. <laughs> Newsflash. Johnny with an IE at the end. There you go. It's 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 like Pat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. I want to thank you guys uh, for tuning in. Tuning in. Fuck. (laughs) Thank you guys. We got episode number six here in the fucking bag. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. We love you all. Thank you.